This is your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Come with us and share your experience, ideas, and suggestions for all the listeners to improve their English while talking about any topic of your preference, whenever it is in English. This podcast is coming to you from San Jose, Costa Rica, Central America, with your host, Vidal Tellez Narvaez, the English Connector. Come, share, and improve. Thank you very much. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the section, the word of the day in this your new English 21 podcast. Together, today, we're going to discuss a little bit about the word alienate. Yes, alienate is a word that appeared on an article on the New York Times Digital Edition, was issued on September the 3rd and written by David Gallis. Yes, alienate means to cause to be estranged, to make unfriendly, hostile, or indifferent, especially where attachment formerly existed. Yes, when uh, it existed a good relationship or a good bond uh, between two parts. This, this would mean alienate. Of course, you can find different meanings, but in the context that we're going to read uh, in a fragment, in a part, in a short fragment of the article, this is the context or this is the sense that I consider to be the more accurate. So the article headlines is companies stay quiet in Texas new abortion law Maybe you don't know, but uh, state lawmakers in Texas passed uh, a bill or a law that prohibits most of uh, the abortion practices in medical businesses. So the article says businesses that expressed opposition to restrictive voting laws are declining to take a similar stand on the abortion measure. When Texas lawmakers advanced a restrictive voting rights bill this year, American Airlines and Dell Technologies, two of the state's biggest employers, were early and vocal critics of the effort. In this case, vocal critics means uh, to give a speech in opposition to uh, a measure, a specific measure. In this case, uh, um, any kind of, uh, of lovemaking uh, found opposition from these two big companies, American Airlines and Dell Technologies, in the state of Texas, the United States. But this week, as a law that prohibits most abortions after about six weeks took effect in Texas, both companies declined to comment on the measure. American Airlines and Dell were representative of the business community at large. While many corporations are taking stands on voting rights, climate change, immigration, and other important matters, few companies would comment on the abortion law. 
Abortion is one of the country's most politically and emotionally charged issues, and as much as 40% of the American public supports outlawing or severely restricting it, according to the Pew Research Center. Opposition to abortion often cuts across demographic groups, and most executives would be reluctant to take a public stand that was likely to anger or alienate a large group of customers and employees, whatever they said. Yes, my friends, this has been the word of the day, this section in your new English 21 podcast with the word alienate in the context of political or lovemaking in the state of Texas, the United States. Thank you very much. Well, well, hello, my friends. Welcome to the section, the quote of the day. Today, I, I got a powerful, a powerful quote, and it is uh, authored by Mark Twain. It says as follows, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So, throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. It's for me very powerful. This means powerful. This means you have to take risks in your life. Because if you don't do it, you're going to be disappointed just wondering what it would have happened if you uh, um, had uh, taken some different actions or different course uh, in your life. And to talk a little bit about the author of this, um, this quote, Samuel Langhorn Clemens, uh, born in November 30th, 1880, 35 and died on April 21st, 1920. Sorry, 1910. April 21st, 1910. Known by, by his pen name Mark Twain, was an American writer, humorist, entrepreneur, publisher, and lecturer. He was lauded as the greatest humorist the United States has produced. Can you believe it? And William Faulkner called him the father of American literature. His novels include The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and its sequel, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, the latter often called the American Great Novel. Twain was raised in Hannibal, Missouri, which later provided the setting from, for Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. He served an apprenticeship with a printer and then worked as a typesetter, contributing articles to the newspaper of his older brother, Orion Clemens. He later became a riverboat pilot on the Mississippi River before heading west to join Orion in Nevada. He referred humorously to his lack of success at mining 
turning to journalism for the Virginia City Territorial Enterprise. His humorous story, The Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras Country, was published in 1865 based on a story that he heard at Angel's Hotel in Angel's Camp, California, where he had spent some time as a minor. The short story brought international attention and was even, even translated into French. His wit and satire in prose and speech earned the prize from critics and peers, and he was a friend to presidents, artists, industrialists, and European royalty. Yes, my friends, this was the section, the quote of the day, and it was authored by the greatest novelist, maybe, or the father of American literature, according to some of uh, the contemporary critics and during his life. Mark Twain was the, let's say, the artist name or the pen name uh, for Samuel Langhorn Clemens. Yes, my friends, thanks for listening to your new English 21 podcast. Remember this podcast is made for English learners by English learners just like you and me. Thank you very much. Hello, hello, my friends. This section is going to be short because I got a very interesting but short reference to what happened on a day like today, September the 3rd, 1976. Viking the Second's Mars landing. Yes, after nearly a year-long journey, NASA's robotic spacecraft Viking 2 landed on Mars this day, September the 3rd, in 1976, and began relaying information about the planet's atmosphere and soil, as well as color photographs of the rocky surface. Just as a, um, as a detail here, color in this article is written as C-O-L-O-U-R, instead of C-O-L-O-R. This is because the article comes from the uh, British literature or media. And another interesting uh, issue here that um, is not related with the, uh, with the country in which the article was written, but I've seen this detail in other sources, is that it says Viking 2 landed on Mars, but more accurately, you cannot land on Mars, because when you say land, you are referring to, uh, to getting in touch, to getting in contact with the surface of the Earth. Yes. Uh, maybe you didn't notice or maybe you got this as a common way to say it, but 
for me, uh, it is to be uh, a specific uh, word uh, to refer to the surface of the planet Mars. Yes, my friends, this has been the section Today in History in your new English 21 podcast. Remember that this podcast is made for English learners by English learners just like you and me. Yes, because together we can share, we can grow, we can improve. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Remember that you can talk about any topic of your preference whenever it is in English. This podcast came to you from San Jose, Costa Rica, Central America, with your host, Vidal Telles Narvaez, the English Connector. Come, share, and improve. Thank you very much.